with a step. DeBrus trying to get ready. What a night for Jake DeBrus. His second goal, and the Bruins have the lead again. It will be the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Another heartbreak in Boston for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And this series is over. Boston moves on. Welcome to the Breaking Ballard Podcast, everyone, and it's a disappointing result, to say the least, mostly because the Leafs, let's face it, guys, they had this game. This was their game to win. They blew a lead on three separate occasions, and fuck, to, to lose the way they did and melt down the third period, it's, it's gut-wrenching, it's frustrating, it's so many different emotions all mixed into one. I don't know, guys, help me out describing this here. It's just, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, I think, I think frustrating is the only word you can go about it. And it's just like thinking back to last year when the Leafs made the made the playoffs, and you know they had a hard fought series against Washington. They did a lot better than a lot of people thought, and you know by the by the series end they ended up losing losing uh, game six in overtime. But what were we talking about at the end of that game? The defenseman. That time it was Marinson. Now now we're in a similar situation. They came back from three one. They forced game seven. They had to lead a couple signs, but just overall defensive issues. And now we're focusing on. On one defenseman, but it's been a defenseman that we've been talking about for years. As someone who is skilled, skilled offensively, can make a sweet pass. You know, is a good skater, but just crumbles sometimes in his own zone. And of course, that's Jake Gardner. Played 24 minutes, was a minus five, and we can't hold the entire <laughs> game. We can't hold the entire game on him. But it's just like yes, we can. I know, but like there, hold there on. are other things. There are other things that factored into the loss, right? Before we let the wild dog out of the cage in the background, there. Because once once Jake's out, it's it's on. Yeah, he's been kind of just biding his time for the first minute and a bit here, going. Rrr. Yeah, you want to talk about you can hear him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you might break the whole thing tonight. Literally, Freddie's got to shoulder some of the blame tonight too. Now, I, I mean, look, mm-hmm. it's all things. What pisses me off the most is these are all things we knew all year, and we were kind of hoping we could get away with it, and we just we did. Yeah, another thing too, it kind of makes in air quotes. Noodles is right because the whole series is saying, "Well, you know, stop, if you give up forty stop, shots every game, nah, every nah, every game, you're not going to win the series." So stop, stop. Yeah, he's all. He's also like. He's also like. <laughs> they lost. He probably snickering under that. I love you, Noodles, but Christ, that guy sits on a fence fucking more than a goddamn bird. Look, if there's some guys that we're going to pick on tonight, let's just run through the obvious ones. Let's let's get this out of the way early in the podcast right now. Jake Gardner, Gardner. thanks for showing up tonight. Minus five. I know you cried after the game, and you know you could tell that he took the loss to heart, especially his play. Answered all the questions like a pro. Thanks, but it doesn't change the fact you were dog shit. Absolute dog shit tonight. He, he was trash. The next guy, man. James Van Riemsdyk. What the fuck did he do tonight? <laughs> Minus three in 10 minutes and 49 seconds of even strength hockey. He played 12.48 tonight. 1.59 of that came on the power play. But 10.49 even strength, minus three. You know how hard that is to do? It's just – and the the thing that drives me nuts about it, right, is that obviously when you're going to the game, you don't want to have that thought that, oh, you know, this could be my last game as a Leaf because you want to win the game. You want to extend this series, right? But JVR has been part of this team for so long. 
He says he says he loves loves the team, whatever, blah blah. He said he said all these all these uh, milestones and records. I think he scored like his two hundredth goal as a Leaf, um, uh, somewhere somewhere down the line in, in the regular season. But it's just, you know, when the team desperately needs a goal, we're crumbling. We need some offense. Babcock starts jumbling the lines. You put JVR out there, and in nothing. Just a little tap into the zone, skates to it, loses the battle. Rims it around the boards, loses the battle. Nothing. Unless the Leafs are on the power play, JVR is ineffective. He does absolutely nothing. And if a team wants to go out and give him $7 million, go ahead. Be my guest. But you're not going to get anything besides what he can do on the power play. His little his deflections, his up-high shots, which are great. I can never do that in real life. There are many things I, can, I can't do in real life when it comes to the NHL. I can and, you know, we can't. Yeah, be like we can't we can't take that away from. But at the same time, it's like when you need your good players to stand up to stand up in in these type of situations, and it's not just him; it's everyone. But still, it's like it's like for me, his thirty six goals mean absolutely nothing. Watching that game, and I, I hope I, I hope NHL GMs look, yeah I hope NHL games uh, like NHL games I hope NHL GMs look at that and 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 put two and two together. He can score goals, but when you need him to step up for the for the moments, for the big moments, to make a big play, to take a hit, to do something, he won't do anything. And I'm starting to sound like Ron Wilson, because there's a certain because <laughs> you just it's 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 mind boggling. It's freaking mind boggling, and I can't believe that. Another guy that was kind of disappointing for me, personally at least, watching him play was was Nylander. How did JVR and Nylander, neither one of them registered a shot tonight? I'm really surprised by that. Why the fuck are they on the same line? Were they? I thought they were. Mm, I, who the fuck was Nylander even no. playing with? The ri- the lines were all fucking mumble-jumbled. It was some garbage. Nah, he, yeah, he blended them up. and this, Late in the second and in the third period, he was mixing and matching. It's kind of all over the place, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just frustrating, man. I just watched Nylander and I'm like, when he look, he had two assists. There's no, there's no denying that he makes plays. But there's sometimes where I feel if he was more engaged, and I, I hate saying this because I just feel like like it's easy to shit on a guy like him or the common fan going after Matthews right now, being like, you know, where's our generational talent? Where's our our big player showing up in Game Seven? He played well. Like, uh, if anybody thinks the problem is Austin Matthews. You're a retard. Yeah, let, let's just say the I problem, mean, man. It's the right side of the D. Still, no Freddie shit. didn't play well either. Like it's all issues we've known. It for was so also long. the penalty kill. The penalty kill was tragic. The, yeah, like it's not even like they played that bad. It's just they just couldn't clear the fucking zone, which is what they teach you when you're like six fucking years old. Like you could watch goals happening and like, oh, there's not a clear, not a clear, not a clear, like. If you're gonna if you're gonna shoot a puck out, take a slap shot and shoot it as hard as you fucking can at a guy's face and make sure it gets out. Like these lackadaisical bullshit, just spin around like it's a grenade and you got to get rid of it. It's embarrassing. Like even the Hyman one, I'm just like, oh god, they're gonna fucking score here, and they did five seconds later. You know, we talked about disappointment at the beginning of the podcast. Saying the frustration, disappointment is the two best ways to describe this series. In particular, tonight, what was the most disappointing thing? I think it was the fact they they blew a lead three times. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely what and, it was. And how terrible uh, Anderson was. I mean, the, I think for me, the killer was that 
that third uh, was that third goal. I mean, I just I always got told by my coaches when I was growing up, you know, just don't allow a goal in the first minute or last minute of any period. And it happened at least what three times? Yeah. Like that just kills you. It kills games. Cause then you gotta go in there and you gotta think about what just happened. No, nah, that was that was terrible. Credit Miller for a fucking ridiculous bullshit bounce. But he still sucks. You mentioned the PK, man. Thirty-one. They were horrible. The Boston power play was thirty-one percent this series. Oh yeah, my no God. shit. Maybe the first Seven thing that 22. should happen is not play, not play Ron Hainsey fucking every second of every minute. That needs to stop. And I know it won't. And I know we're just wasting our breath talking about it. But it needs to. There's so many things that need to change. And it's in and in many ways, it's beyond the player personnel. Obviously, the player person personnel is the main thing. But it's just. The way Babcock uses players in certain situations, and Chris, you brought this up in our group chat. I don't like. I don't know if you can completely blame it on on um on Babcock's system, but it's just like the the fact that you have Hainsey playing the full two minutes will never make sense to me. He's gonna deal the fact, with what he has. But you it's don't have all to play about personal penalty kill. Who else is he gonna play? Jake fucking Gardner. I don't care who else he plays. Play oh, Riley. That's all we saw last year. Well, here's the thing. So what's the difference now? Why yeah. does why does the 37 year old Ron Hainsey have to play so much? This is the most he's ever played in his entire career. What? Because he was a top four defenseman in Pittsburgh. <laughs> in air quotes. Who's the Who's the right shot D gonna be? You know he's I mean, gone Riley and somebody last year, right? We've seen him go two two left hand guys. I mean, he could go yeah, Riley Dermott. They both take. I prefer shooter tutors. I'm just saying, man. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, how Boston uses their power play and the way they use the handedness, where they'll put like Bacchus or Nash in front of the net, and that's how they'll flow their power plays through those guys. I think he was really concerned with that all, all series, to be honest. Fucking Nash. Are you serious? I'm serious, my man. Do- my dog could knock Rick Nash up the puck. The guy's a pussy. Yeah, how does he fall over so easily for somebody his size? When he cross checks Zach fucking, in the face, he's like, the exact me? same player as James Van Riemsdyk. He's just yeah. a big body who's soft. At least he actually, to be fair to him, he actually uses his body to his advantage. JBR's like, uh, unless I'm screening a goalie, I'll just be basically a fucking five eight guy. He was horrible. <laughs> it's like I don't understand how you're that big yet that soft. Omar, you mentioned the whole system thing there, and I think one of the issues too tonight that we saw was that Bruce Cassidy, they've played Tor- Toronto seven times in a row now, and you could see things where like Toronto loves to stretch pass. They love to chip and chase the puck. It just seemed like Boston playing it for the seventh time in a row, they just knew where to go, and tonight's Toronto's breakouts were, were fucking bad all around. Like You just saw so many pizzas to know yeah. the ice. Yeah, I always wonder how many turnovers do you think they had today? They had to have had like fifty. How many icings too? I felt like they iced the puck a thousand times. Yep. Oh my god! That's what happens when you never touch the puck. <laughs> yeah, it got pretty bad from the second period onwards. Boston was they were just been like that they were all just series. Out chased by them. It was ridiculous. So now I guess the real question is, guys, where did the Leafs go from here? There's a lot of interesting questions this offseason. You got guys like JVR, Bozak, Komarov. Gone, gone, gone. Pekanitz, 
Dominic Moore. Gone. Roman Polak. Keep, keep I, going. What's crazy is like the list. See, here's the thing. At a list of all the potential UFAs, I think the most likely to come back might be Roman Polak. Stop. I'm serious. Think nah. about it. Think about all the guys there. Nah. Oh, nah, oh nah. also, chill, chill, also, chill, chill, you know chill, chill. what? Let, let's get into the thing that um that Chris said before we started started recording. Okay. Christopher Okrinitz would rather have Martin Marinson in this lineup than Roman Polak. Please defend. I'd rather, I'd rather play five. I'd rather play five D than have any of them. The only reason why Polak's in this lineup is because he's right-handed. Yes, yeah, that's it. That's true. Yeah, that's factual. So let's that's, replace that's, that's the that's the only factual part about what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Marinson is is actually worse. <laughs> Like uh, I can't believe I'm saying that. That's like that's like saying, hmm, "How would you rather die? Get your brain bashed <laughs> in, shot in the head, your throat cut, or blown up, or eaten by a fucking animal? You're dying every single time. Just pick your poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick your pick your final meal for your death row in lethal injection because those two fucking idiots will will always burn you. Oh my god! I, I, people, I. The thing I fucking hate is how all these pussy Bruins fans. Well, congratulations on a great series. They're gonna be a hell of a team in this future. Fuck! For once, I just want to be like, fuck that team. They fucking choked. Fuck them. But no, nothing I hate more than disingenuous fucks. All right, here. I'm just gonna get this. I'm gonna get right into this then because. Everybody seems to be mentioning tonight on Twitter, especially the future's bright for the Leafs. The window's just open. You know, you hear a lot of fake optimism. I'll say right now, just to try and mask the fact that they lost. Everybody's just trying to pull mm-hmm. some good out of it, and the whole question is going to be, how do you revamp this defense? And if you can't revamp it, do you just go balls out and load up on boards? No. No. If you can't, if you can't revamp, if you can't revamp it, you're fucking. Don't even. Don't even dress players for next season. Yeah, there's no fucking way. Like you yeah. have to. Like you have to. Because the entire season, what has been the main critique of the Leafs? They're good offensively. They score a lot of goals, but they have to improve defensively throughout every stretch of the season. And what happened in this game? We scored goals, but we we're crap defensively and lost the game. So right there, there's there's no there's no room for for um for for being passive and and waiting and and trusting the trusting the process. No, we need we need some action. We need we need to trade something. Whether it's Gardner, whether it's it might be I, don't, I don't freaking know. You know what? I, I I said it right after the game, and and you know at first I thought I was just being being you know emotional and you know no, overreacting. Dump his I, ass. He, you're, he needs you're to never, go. You're never resigning him. If you can get anything of value, then fuck off. Like you oh could argue Jake God. Gardner's underpaid, right? That's that's a serious serious. He probably play. is. He's a yeah. great offensive player, great on the power half, play. Though. But like, holy fucking shit! It is not worth it. I yeah. would take a guy that scores half as much. Look, it's even not even so much about the scoring, much. Though, but it's not so much it's about the what, scoring. The point of defense is defend goals. Yeah, and he doesn't do that. Look, mm-hmm. the, the other thing too is you look at Babcock's system. Using the stretch pass is it's the reason he does it is to mask the defense from carrying the puck because he doesn't trust them to carry the puck. 
So unless yeah, you can get some guys that are better him. puck carriers, uh, if he if he mm-hmm. can't get defensemen that fit his system, then I don't know what the hell we're doing, right? Like that that's that's why I used to think you know load up on the Fords, just go balls out, not necessarily be like Pittsburgh, but it's just easier to do that than it is to find the, defensemen. The you thing is, get the lucky. thing is, the thing is, you say that, but we haven't even loaded up on our forwards. No, we haven't yet because haven't. our mm. our center depth is fucking horrific. It is. We have two really good centers, then the bottom two are awful. Our wingers are incredible. We just need we need a legitimate third line center. If we could ever get like a Derek Broussard, like Pittsburgh has, a player of that caliber who can get like fifty points or a Nick De, Nick Benino like they used to have. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, then then I have no problem with going balls out with the forwards, but we don't have that. Like no. we don't have Tampa's depth of forwards. They are deep. They're four deep oh, yeah. in terms of centers, and they really have to. I, for me, I think that's the outside of obviously defense. I think the most important thing is to find a, a new defensively responsible um, third center. I've said it before. I said it in my thread. I think it's Riley Nash who played really well for the Bruins this this series. Yeah, he did. I, the other mm-hmm. thing too with this series though was that, like you said off the air, guys, Kadri missed three games. That was that was a real big game changer for the league. That was that was the killer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he he was. I think he was arguably one of their two or three best forwards. Obviously, I think the best was Marner. I thought Kapanen was the second best, and, and Kadri was was right right behind him. Patrick I mean, Marlowe, too. He had a good Marlo series. Yeah, awesome. Marlowe had a great – he was great. I mean, any any idiot who thinks, oh, that Kajak looks stupid. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a guy that can score 30 every fucking year, and he's the reason we were even in this series. Scored two massive goals today, and then he won us that game three with beautiful goals. They're fucking idiots. I mean, I'll, I will have Patty Marlowe's on my on my team all day. I don't care if he's 40, 47, 56. He plays like he did this year. The Leafs are getting amazing value. Yeah, before we go back into our whole de- – like, I don't want to call it a debate, but more or less question about where do you stack up on the forwards or the defense. I think we seem to forget that, again, this was a team that put up 105 points this year and Austin Matthews missed – 20 games. This is a team that ranks top five in all five on five categories. Like, this is a really good team, and they're not too far away. So, I think we got to keep that in perspective, too. Not necessarily. Oh, us, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, none, none of us are, none of us are saying that, like, well, that we should rebuild and start over. We're not saying none of that. Us, none, of, none of the three of us are not idiots who are like, well, looks like we got to blow it up like Buffalo again. Yeah, yeah. Like, like no, that should never happen. There are probably 15 players on this team. Who are locked and loaded and ready to go for next year? I could probably fucking name them on my hand. Fifteen guys. That is pretty much three quarters of your team is is already locked and ready to go for next year. I mean, if you actually think that, like I've seen idiots with hot takes saying, "Where was Nealand? He is terrible." Yeah, he had a bad series. He's fucking twenty one years old. Or yeah. Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. Well, when your superstar comes out, he better better con- contribute. And they're comparing him to guys like fucking Gretzky, comparing him to Crosby. Crosby Malkin. was dogs in his first couple of playoffs, man. People forget he that. He didn't even make the playoffs. Neither did Crosby you. didn't even make it. Yep. Crosby, I think his team had like fucking 62 points. Yeah, there's the a first reason, year, yeah. There's a reason they drafted uh, two, one, and two over their fucking three-year span. He they were even, horrible. Yeah, even Datsuk, he got... Criticized a lot early on in his career in Detroit because, you know, where was the magic man come playoff time? And then they won the cup and he was a huge part of it. So I mean, to anybody that's that's legitimately thinking like, well, 
This team is far away. Fuck off. I don't think anybody thinks that. Here, we'll get back on track oh, here. Oh, yeah? No. There's some people that were with some dumbass takes. Who? Where are you seeing uh, this? Look on Twitter. There were some people like, I give up on this team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen somebody tweet at the Brian Hayes. I'm sure we all saw that. He's like, good. Good. <laughs> good. Leave. Good. Fuck yeah, seriously, off. leave. Go come back. Go root for the fucking Sens or the Sabres or the fucking Canadians then. Go root for that dog shit. Okay, we'll get back on track here. With the offseason, guys, if you could have one player, and I'm going to say only one, who's a bigger priority for you? John Tavares or John Carlson? They can throw, they've got some cap space. They can definitely make an attempt at either one of them. In Fantasyland, this is? Yeah. But I think Carlson John, could be a realistic player. John Tavares. Yeah. So then if you do that, then you're basically saying we're going to load up at Ford and kind of figure out this D somehow. I think if you add John Tavares with the current crop that they have, and even if you add like a Miro Altonen, you have the best forward group in in the NHL bar bar none. Yeah, like you're too. you're probably probably better than Pittsburgh, and they're running Crosby, Malkin, Broussard, and uh, Riley Sheehan down the middle. We'd have which is pretty Crosby good. Malkin, yeah. yeah. That have... being said, that being said, if you know, if the word if the writing's on the wall for Tavares and the Leafs are not a possibility at all, you have to do whatever you, it takes to to get John Carlson. That would be massive, huge. Yeah. So just, the thing that worries me is like if they try and get into bidding war with, let's say, a team like Vegas that's got a shit ton of sp- yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're losing that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm kind of worried about. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hate bringing up guys like Tavares me, and Carlson. For me, I would never. I would just never want to get into a recruiting battle with a team like Las Vegas because you're losing that every time. Yeah, they, they're just they're new. They got money, tax free. Like they're just they're winning. oh, they're they're, they're fucking better than us right now. Yeah, I mean they're in the second round. Yeah, they, yeah, they swept yeah. away the fucking Kings. champs that were what three years ago champs. Yeah, they're they're pretty trash. Mm. I agree, but. I didn't see them sweeping them. No, I saw I them winning maybe seven max. Yeah, I thought like six or seven if they were going to win. I honestly thought the Kings yeah. would win in seven. I think all three Me of them. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I had the Kings. Speaking of that, another reason. Like my bracket isn't destroyed or anything, but like. My, mine is. I, I also had a, a very, I had a very overly optimistic bracket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you had the least in the final? I had them winning. So oh, I mean, come I on, buddy. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's not like I had any money on it. I didn't lose anything on it, but yeah, I, I was just like, "Fuck it." If it's like, if it's like, if I do a March Madness bat bracket for no money, I'm gonna have it the way I want it, not the, the way I think it will happen. I didn't think I I didn't think that they would win a cup this year. I thought they'd if the best they could they could do was go to the conference final really and probably lose to a team like Pittsburgh or something like that. Look, when I bring up a guy like John Tavares or John Carlson, I just I do feel like it's like oh, okay, here we go. These guys are in fantasy land. So realistically, what do you think could happen? Something drastic is definitely going to happen, right? I mean, yes. has to. We've agreed on that. But I think they're going to make a known. significant trade. So do I. I don't know for who mm-hmm. or for what yet. By the way, I was thinking about this the other day. How fucking clutch would it have been if they actually ended up making the pulling the trigger on that Colin Miller deal? Didn't that yeah. guy have like forty five points? What was the deal for again? Just remind me. It was for uh, what was the? It was for like Kirby Reichel and like a third round pick or something. I thought, I thought. It was more than that. Oh, I can't remember. I thought it was I more. Would have... No, it was it was very little. Wow, 
Was there a reason as to why we did not do this? Uh, I think it was because Boston didn't want to trade him to a division rival. Yeah, and they were oh, kind of okay. hoping to protect him too. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Well, you know, look, he'd here's, here's our, other question. He'd be our best right-handed D. Okay, if we're going to talk about what ifs, did at least miss an opportunity by not adding Ryan McDonough? No, because the price would not would not have been worth it. No, yeah, I agree. So, no, as great as Rangers, would have been. I thought the Rangers got a great package for him. Yeah. And boy, are they set up with the draft. Oh, Holy. Yeah. They got three talk about picks. A quick turnaround? Oppor- opportunity to pick first. You better believe that they're going after that Boston model. By the way, I, I actually would also like to say... As much as I, I hate the Bruins for the fact that they won, you know, props to them for rebuilding on the fly. Yeah. They, yeah. they, I really, honestly are, thought... they really transformed the way you can build a team because they didn't get any pick in the top ten, and they just built it the way it should be. Look at the guys that had big series, guys like McAvoy. He was in the teens. Uh, Jake DeBrus. Remember when we all laughed? At yeah, we were ripping, remember, we were ripping on Boston because we they had those three them, picks in a row. three straight. They got Jake DeBrusque. He had five goals this series. He, he looks like he's going to be a hell of a player. Draft, yeah. mm-hmm. And, I mean, some of the other guys, Ryan Donato. Um, he didn't uh, even play that Forrest much. Baca, Carl's. Exactly. He didn't play at all. And, oh, Pasternak in the in the Willie Nylander draft. Whew, they got him in the 20s. Yeah, they, uh, they're going to be a good – this will not be the first time we see this team in the playoffs. Oh no, not at all. And yeah, to your, your to your point, Jake. A lot of people had had Boston falling off. Like I don't know if it was this season or, or last season. A lot of people were predicting them not to make the playoffs, and then you know they do it in both I both th- both years. Granted, they lost to Ottawa last year, but yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta give it to them. You know, as as tough as it is as it is, I guess to hey, I don't know, I guess to admit defeat to them. You know, it, is, it has been pretty impressive what um what they've been able to do in the last two years. So. Good on yeah, them, I, I, guess. I, uh, I actually applaud them for not doing the obvious thing of just tearing down and being dog shit. Chicago. Basically doing doing what we did. Or not panicking uh, what, after losing what, to Boston. What, I, what I'm referring to is is like what Buffalo did, um, what Arizona did, and what Edmonton's done, what we've done, where it's basically like a last-ditch effort where you're you have no chance of getting elite talent, so you have to go down to the bottom of the draft and get it. And it just, most of the time it doesn't work. Like, there's very few times where it works because you have to, obviously you get that elite talent, but you have to build around them. And that's the issues that, you know, obviously <laughs> Buffalo's having and Edmonton and, you know, all those other teams. They just haven't gotten dick past the first round. So that that's, that's the only... Uh, the only thing I'll say about Boston, but I hope they lose by a lot <laughs> to Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so for what's worth, I've been looking at this Colin Miller thing, as you guys uh, mentioned it, and there's never really a reported return for Colin Miller. It was just kind of like, yeah, he might get traded from Vegas to the Leafs. That was it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. they, they need something. So uh, No, oh. okay, so I, I found it. So... The deal would have been three picks. No, um, you can't read. Including, that's all. Uh, what? Oh. <laughs> read it and then read it again. Hold that L, good sir. 
dun, 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 dun. You're, Yo, reading, says, you're reading Lance Hornby's, right? Yeah, why? Yeah, because he's basically saying that would have been the third player from that draft class in that round that got traded. It was like Seth Griffith, Connor Carrick, and I'm pretty sure uh, Colin Miller, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> if I, <laughs> imagine, I was like, I was like, Carrick and Seth Griffin. <laughs> Here we'll end on this because I have an interesting idea for Jake Gardner. I think Minnesota's fucked. They're in cap trouble. Nobody knows what's going on with Ryan Suter now because this injury. You know, people said if it was another sport. Stop. 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 Do do not. Ryan Suter oh, no, is signed into twenty twenty five. No, no, I don't want Ryan Suter. Okay, I'm good. If his career. Might be in jeopardy, or he might miss some time next season. The Wild might need a defenseman. They have some interesting pieces there. They have some young guys. They're in cap. <laughs> look, they're in cap purgatory. Matt Dumba is the RFA this upcoming offseason. No, he got signed, didn't he? Did he? I, I thought oh, he he's did. An, oh, he's an RFA. Yeah, I don't think is he's he got really? signed. Yeah. They, are, they are dumb. They had, he had yeah, like they did. fucking 50 points. They don't have any cap space. No. So, oh Gardner plus some pieces. Maybe Alex your first round pick. Yeah, fuck, have it. I don't like. I don't look. They I, got like they got seven million cap space next year. Seven mil. Oof. They got yeah. Those. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. They signed him to a bridge deal. I forgot. So Matt Dumba, come on down. He, I've been saying that for years. That's a guy I wanted. I wanted him back when. He was being drafted. Well, we're talking you know, about I remember right now, he was Jacob. the. B- no, okay, all right, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> he he went in the same draft as Riley. I'm pretty sure though, and he was like a pretty highly touted player. He was with Red Deer, I believe. Big hitter. That was the guy I wanted. Then there were. I was like, who the fuck is this? Morgan Riley ended up being a good pick. But yeah, no, I think he had like somewhere around 50 points. He's he sort of came into his own. It would be a real. Surprise if Minnesota was able to trade them, but if you if what happens if what you said actually does happen and they come into serious cab trouble, I'd have no problem taking his salary and uh, taking him on while also taking on maybe a, a dummy contract that you can buy out somewhere or something like that. Look, here's the issue with Minnesota: they got seven point four five million dollars in cap space next season. Zucker's yeah. an RFA. Dumba's an RFA. The rest Zucker, of their core but, is locked yeah. up. Zucker, yeah. They, look. How are they going to re-sign both those guys with that little cap space? They can't. Yeah. They're paying Tyler Ennis four point six mil next year. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's just their cores. Maybe up, maybe maybe take Tyler Ennis contract on with it or something like that. Done. I would. Or do ma- that. God, that imagine how fucked they'd be if they didn't have Eric Stahl making three and a half million dollars. He had yeah. fucking forty goals. Forty. Forty. Yeah, Tyler, uh, Tyler Ennis's minor salary is $3.65 million. It's a lot to bury, but, I mean, fuck. We buried Lupo for $4.25 million. What's Dude, 3. bury 6, it. Let him play with bury the Marlies. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Minnesota might be a realistic it's not like, And it's not like he's, he could be any fucking worse than goddamn Dominic Moore. Because mm. next year is realistically the last year we can take care of the fact that we have space. Yeah. And if we have some space, I'd be like, anybody that has an expiring deal that wants to have a go at it, give us some picks. Give us a first-round pick to take, I don't know, a big money guy, and we can bury his ass. 
Like, because this is the last year we'll be able to do it. Pretty like, much. Jake Gardner in a one or a two for Dumba and Ennis. They get their cap space. They get a defenseman. We get From the right Minnesota, too. Oh. Went to Wisconsin. Might. Might happen. I'm telling they you. Need yeah. to find, they need to find a GM first. But yeah, yeah, how the hell did he go to Wisconsin when he's from Minnetonka, Minnesota? What yeah, an asshole. Yeah, That's happened a lot. What's with all these Minnesota guys going to fucking Wisconsin? I think that's a sin. Hmm. I'm looking to score. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, but realistically, I mean, as sad as it is, I'd fucking love to be playing on Friday. It's It's... I still love the offseason, excited for Saturday. the draft lottery. and uh, Oh, would they have played on sa- uh, Saturday? Yeah, so you didn't see the joke about that? The Bruins, no. If the Bruins win, they play the Lightning at 3 p.m. on Saturday. But if the Leafs <laughs> won, they would have played at 8 p.m. in primetime on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right, because they move the needle. <laughs> for all those pigeons that are just like, well, nobody cares about the Leafs. Toronto Sports Network's Leafs net. It's like, yeah, that's what happens when people give a fuck. Notice how nobody wants to watch the Tampa Bay fucking Devil Rays? Yeah, no comment. All right, let's put a bow on this series. I mean, heartbreaking to say the least, but any final thoughts on it, guys? Mm. It is a sour way to end the year, in my opinion. You know, like, it's just the way they lost. Yeah, especially having the lead in Game 7, considering... You know, I, I said I said to you guys before. I said I think it will take four, they they can't allow more than uh, three goals if they want to win this game, and and they didn't. So I thought the max the Leafs would score was maybe five with an empty netter, but yeah, and proved to be somewhat right because fuck, they got screwed. <laughs> Some of the goals that Freddie allowed too. I mean, he is for sure the guy, but he needs some help back there. Yeah, for me, it's just like, yeah, like the whole thing is frustrating, like we were even talking about. But, you know, we can't, I guess, ignore the progress they made this year. And it's hopefully, you know, the management takes the good and, you know, it tries to make it better opposed to just, just waiting. Because like you say, Chris, like like next year is probably the last year we can kind of take on extra money and, you know, kind of have those, those quote-unquote outrageous additions considering that you'll have to sign Matthews and Marner at the end of that season. So, you know, just, you know, just, just change, just be better. And, Which I know, think will actually happen this summer yeah, for the record. Yeah, for sure. I think they're definitely signing those two as yeah. soon as July 1 hits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you look back to 2013 when something very similar to this happened, and the Leafs, it was kind of fool's gold, right? They committed to a broken core, and then it fucking set the franchise back. Man, speaking of that, did you see the lineup that they had for Game 7 last, uh, last time they played the Bruins? Yep. That was the saddest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. So they I'm, they they had Jay McClement on the fucking third line. Jay McClement. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh my god. Mike Koska played like twenty two minutes that night. Who? <laughs> oh yeah. my god, yeah. Yeah. Cody Franz had two goals. Two. Take that in. So I'm kinda of hoping that this time around and I don't think this will happen given the way the management's structured right now. I mean they can clearly see where their weaknesses are, and they're not going to commit to some of the guys. Like, bringing back, like like we just said earlier, guys like Komarov, all the UFAs to be, Komarov, JVR, Bozak, etc. I'd be shocked if they came back, you know? 
So I'm really hoping that they don't commit to those guys because that would just be, I don't know, that'd be that'd be more perplexing than anything. But look, this whole series for me was before it started. All three of us agreed that you know Frederick Anderson, he had to steal it because at least they've relied on him all year. He had an eight point eight percentage in this series and almost a four goals against. Yeah, and here's the joke: Rask had a point eight nine one save percentage and they won. Like if you were told me that before the series started that both these goalies are going to be under nine hundred save percentages, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> I'm like, yep, you're, pretty you're, much. You're kidding me. Come on, get the fuck out of here. But somehow that's what happened. The Bruins won. I mean, I don't know. That's the most disappointing part for me is that Boston didn't really play. They, they had their moments, but they weren't, they weren't like the Bruins that we expected. You know, Maybe in games one and two they were, but after that, they weren't, they weren't overly impressive. I mean, Toronto could have easily won this series. I guess that's what this really boils down to for me. They blew it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll be back sometime next week, guys. we got to take some time off and uh, recuperate from this loss, to say the least, and uh, collect our thoughts. But until then, hopefully you guys recover a little bit better than we are here. You can follow us uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play, at Breaking Ballard. You can follow us on Twitter, at Breaking Ballard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Chris O'Kranich. And you can follow Omar on Twitter, at OLW93. And you can follow Jake on Twitter, at JakeMilton12. Don't forget to, you know, interact with Jake and his pinned tweet there. <laughs> That's a new running gag. That you is have a new to, you gag. have to plug in Jake's face. It's, it's never been more relevant. The season's over. It's time to talk off-season moves. That's it's your time, Jake. Armchair yeah, GMs exactly. unite. <laughs> yep. That's exactly the best part. Because that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow for that NFL draft. Yeah, I can't wait for that, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, take care.